Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Discipleship.ca. My name is Teresa, and with me today is... Steve. One day, I might have someone else with me. I know so far it hasn't happened, but today it's Steve. <laughs> Thanks for joining us as we have another discussion with the hope, prayer, and goal of encouraging you in your daily walk of faith and journey towards Christ-likeness as we explore scripture, faith, and the Christian life, as well as talking about what Jesus is teaching us on our journeys of faith. Today we so are in Psalm before 41. Before we get down to that, <laughs> okay. you don't know this. What? But if people have listened to all of the podcasts, mm-hmm. this one comes out on Tuesday. Yes. But on the previous Saturday, I had an interview with uh, Trevor. Yes. And in that one, okay. I said that you might interview his wife someday. Oh, did you? So I would you love will. to. Like with Leslie, so maybe, she's, so she's gold. Or sorry, I should say that would be a week ago. Anyway, when we did the so interview, then I, I would be like, with oh, Trevor with me today is, and it would be somebody totally different. Yeah, I never, that could be exciting. I never do that because I forget to bring this piece of paper with me. But to read it. not with the Psalms, likely I won't be in. No, you would. You would be asking their questions on discipleship. Yes, so, I understand that. By the way, folks, if you only listen to the Psalm episodes, we do have episodes where we talk about our way through gospel stories or different things uh, that I kind of lead more uh, and Teresa responds to me but I also do interviews with various people that uh, I have come across in my life and asking them questions about what discipleship is to them how it works in their life and Mm -hmm. the big question that they all seem to like which is is, if you could download one thing into everybody's brain so that they never forgot it about discipleship what would you want them to learn do you give them the questions ahead of time yes oh smart man and sometimes they still aren't ready Oh, but that's okay. Slackers. They make it up, and it's they good make stuff. it up. It was because they stuff. know it, right? Because yeah, yeah. they're questions that they're yeah. living every day. Yeah. All so, right. So we got all those things, and uh, <laughs> for others that have been asking, we're going to start. Uh, I'm going to do with two guys in the area with a local Bible college. One is going to go through the Book of Romans with me, and one is going through the Apostle Creed statements with me. So we'll have some Bible study-ish content coming. Which will be great. And for those of you that wonder, I love doing the Psalms, but so far that is all that I can have on my plate with everything else I have going on. Steve can carry a lot more than I can and still be sane. So <laughs> I, I sleep less. He does sleep less. He does. Um, okay. Well, do you want to read Psalm 41 for us? <coughs> yes. Maybe. Uh, oh Lord, be gracious to me. Blessed is the one who considers the poor. In the days of trouble, the Lord delivers him. The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. He is called blessed in the land. You do not give up the will of his enemies. You do not give him up to the will of his enemies. The Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In illness, you restore him to full health. As for me, I said, O Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me, for I have sinned against you. My enemies say of me in malice, when will he die and his name perish? And when one comes to see me, he utters empty words. While his heart gathers iniquity, he goes out and he tells it abroad. All who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. Even my close (laughs) friends in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. But you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up so that I may repay them. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy Mm. will not shout and triumph over me. But you have upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen 
and amen. I love that. Amen and amen. And then that finishes book one of the Psalms. Yeah, that's why there's the amen and the amen. Yes, that's what I just said. <laughs> amen and amen. Well, they don't all end that way. <laughs> they don't, but this one does. Um, so we are at the end of book one, Psalm 41. And again, so David starts this one off kind of in a continuation of how the last one ended. As we see that verse uh, chapter 40, the last verse was, As for me, I am poor and needy, but the Lord takes yeah. thought for me. You yeah. are my helper and my deliverer. Do not delay, oh my God. And then he continues on and says, Blessed is the one who considers the poor in the day of trouble. The Lord delivers him. Yeah, it kind of feels like a beatitude there, right? Like, a little bit. Yeah. Actually, there's quite a few that do. Yeah. But this one definitely does. Yeah. Blessed is the one. And it is very, very similar to blessed are the poor. Yeah. Right? Um, and verse one, how it talks about <clears throat> the Lord delivers. Yeah. So often David looks to God and finds comfort in him because he finds himself in those situations where earthly people have failed him. They're doing evil to him. His enemies are rising up against him and he finds comfort in a very gracious God. Yeah, yeah. What do you, like, sorry, I'm looking. <laughs> you just have to say, yeah, 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 yeah. Let me get to this. I don't want to know. Okay, you do that, but I'm looking up what the considers. What does it mean to consider the poor? What are they What are they saying? There? To think about. Uh, take I'm, care I'm of. I'm looking up the word here. To not ignore them. Okay, well, I'm going to, so this psalm, I'll just talk briefly about this psalm, Psalm 41. Um, I read in one of the commentaries, and I thought it was great. He said, if anyone is sick, let him sing the beginning of Psalm 41. Yeah. If anyone is persecuted, let him sing the end of it. And we will get to the end of it and talk about that a little bit more briefly. But um, this is a good song for when you're feeling down, when you're sick and you're feeling like you just need health and you're desiring that to not give up and to go to God, um, talking about how the Lord delivers and how the Lord is gracious to us. Right? Yeah. I mean, it, the title of this psalm is, Oh Lord, be gracious to me. Yeah. So to consider is to... Uh, think about, yep. ponder on, yep. but to teach and instruct as well. Yeah. So to consider them would be to actually interact with, yeah. like right, like to yeah. actually do something with them, not not just think about them. Not just think about them, but actually, it's an active. Yeah. Verb. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Thanks for doing that. Verse two and three: The Lord protects him and keeps him alive. So we're here. We're talking about the poor, the or yeah. the one who considers the poor. Not yeah. the poor necessarily, but the one who is taking thought of, taking care of, yeah. right? And the Lord will deliver him when he is in trouble. Yeah, the Lord yeah, will yeah. protect him and keep him alive. Uh, he will be called blessed in the land. He is called blessed in the land. And you do not give him up to the will of his enemies. Mm. Then um, verse 3, the Lord sustains him on his sickbed. In his illness, you restore him to full health. So we don't know here if David is dealing with something, if David is considering himself blessed because he is considering the poor as a king. He would be thinking and doing things for his people. Yeah. Um, but it's saying that verse 2 and 3, the one who is blessed, the Lord will protect him. So what does that right. mean? He keeps him alive. He will not give him up to his enemies. Right. He will sustain him when he's sick and restore him to full health. And I know like a lot of times, even in our world right now, in this day and age, people are like, well, if God is good, then why is he letting me be sick? Why? Yeah. And we don't, and God is good. And we know that scripture tells us that. And sometimes our good and God's good mean different things. Yeah. But we know that God is good. And he will restore all of us to full health. Some of it might just not be in this world necessarily. Right. 
But right. here it's saying it restore him to full health and, and uh, sustain him in his sick bed. So that is alluding to in this world. Yep. So David here believes this and he trusts in the Lord for this, right? In verse four, again, we see that David humbles himself before the Lord and petitions to him. As for me, I said, oh Lord, be gracious to me. Heal me for I have sinned against you. So here David is recognizing that he's a sinner and he's in need of saving. Yeah. Right? I have sinned against you. We have all sinned against yeah. God. Well, he's taking care, like he's admitting his physical sickness. Yep. But he's confessing his spiritual his sickness. His spiritual sickness right. and his his desperate need of saving. Yeah. And and he's saying to the God, to the Lord, you are the only one who can save yeah. me in this way. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't he doesn't make up excuses, right? I love that I've about David. I've sinned against you. I've sinned against Not you. Not because you know they were chasing me, so I had to do stuff. <laughs> right? like, okay, but they did this, so I did this, right? Yeah, no, so I have like, sinned. No excuses. No, yeah. no qualifying it. Just like here it is. This yeah. is what it, I I sinned. Yeah. There's yeah. there is something admire, admirable about that. I think. Yeah. Um, verse five. So now he goes on. My enemies say of me in malice when. Will he die? <laughs> like, they're tired of him and his name perish. Like, can he just go away? Like, yeah. We don't yeah. want him. They want evil things and bad things to happen to him. Verse 6 and 7, they wish the worst for him. And uh, do you want to look up Romans 1 while uh, oh, I'm talking about this? Oh, yeah. When uh, one comes to see me, he utters empty words while his heart gathers iniquity. When he goes out, he tells it abroad. So he's speaking slander. Verse 7, all who hate me whisper together about me. They imagine the worst for me. Now, we know in the New Testament, Romans 1, 29 and 30, that slander, whispering, evil desires. 29 and 30, they were filled with all manner of unrighteousness, evil, covetousness, malice. They are full of envy, murder, strife, deceit, maliceness. Maliciousness. They are, they are gossips, slanderers, haters of God. Insolent, haughty, boastful, inventors of evil, disobedient to parents. 30? 31? How 30. Far? Just 30. Right. Yeah. So we're, we're seeing these are the kind of people yeah. that David is uh, dealing with right now, right? All who hate me whisper together, they imagine the worst for me. And we know that in the New Testament, that, that anyone, like the whisper, the slander, they are the worst of the worst. Yeah. Right? They are. Yeah. No, it's true. They have no thought of God. If you go through and look, one of the first sins that Paul tells the early church in all of the different letters to yeah. deal with is gossip. Right. Where you get the slander and the malice and the, and the whispering. The whispering and the covetedness and the backbiting. Yeah. That is the first and most important sin that Paul says to deal with. Like, get it Like, immediately, because it's poison. It's toxic. Yeah. And it's so easily spread. So I can just imagine how you have one or two people starting these rumors, starting these things against yeah. David, and then all of a sudden well, there's a whole crowd. Well, even in that moment when Absalom was coming for him, yeah. what did he do? Yeah. Before he started to chase him, he stood at the gate yeah. and said, oh, you went in to get Rally judgment. Did the you, troops did you against. Get, did you get a... Did you get a fair treatment? Yeah. Oh, you didn't? Yeah. Oh, if there was a better king on the throne, you know, like me. Like me. <laughs> my father <laughs> is terrible. Yeah. 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 No, exactly. So we know that these are kind of like the worst people to deal with. Mm-hmm. Verse 8 continues. They say a deadly thing is poured out on him. He will not rise again from where he lies. So the, the evil is continuing to come out of them. Mm-hmm. 
And then verse 9, we see the sense of betrayal. We feel it, right? Even my close friend in whom I trusted, who ate my bread, has lifted his heel against me. I like that. He, he ate dinner at my table. Yeah. He came. We broke bread together, and he has turned against yeah. me. You can well, yeah. feel the betrayal. There's your, there's your straight to the gospel act application. Oh, right the, there, yeah, right? the Last like, Supper, right? Like, the Last Supper with Judas betraying him. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, with who ate my bread. I can just hear the in there. But then he turns here and he says, but you, O Lord, be gracious to me and raise me up that I may repay him. I love it how he turns to God, but I'm turning to God, but I want justice. (laughs) So he's like, restore me, God, so that I can, you know, have justice so that I can repay them. One might even say maybe revenge more than justice. There's a, I got a little note in mind that from Kidner, the commentator, yeah. uh, Derek Kidner. Yeah. The plea that I may repay them is unusual in that almost all psalms, it is God that will do the repaying. Yes, he David David often asks for God yeah. to get them this for time, God, but this time he's saying him, and this I'm time wondering. It's personal. What's yeah, that well, movie? Oh, his anyway, his friend ate at his table. Like this is hitting. Yeah. This is. This is in his face, yeah. right? So there's a little more that I may repay them. And it doesn't really let us know. But then he says, verse 11. I love this. By this I know that you delight in me. My enemy will not shout in triumph over me. Yeah. The confidence that David has in the Lord, that the Lord delights in him, and the enemy will not be triumphed over him. Yeah, I love that confidence. Um, verse 12. But you have helped upheld me because of my integrity and set me in your presence forever. Yeah. So it's because of his righteousness, because of his integrity, because he didn't actually, like even in that I may repay them in verse 10, he's asking yeah. the Lord. He's not just going ahead and doing his own thing. He's asking for that. So he has maintained his integrity through this. Yeah. And how many times can we say that when people are slandering us, lying about us, saying false about us, wishing evil upon us. Can we say that we can come through that with integrity? That we are still pure on the other side of that? Yeah. That's hard. No, not, not, usually not. And I think this is why we see the desperateness and like, be gracious to me. David yeah. is coming to the Lord and saying, like, I need you. I yeah. need you. I can't do this. He did say, I want to do this, but I yeah. need you, right? Like, <laughs> yeah. I want to do this, but I want you more. Yeah. Yeah, I want you more. In verse 13, blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel, from everlasting to everlasting. Amen and amen. I got a cool note. I don't know if it came up there. So apparently, Mm -hmm. Hebrew, the word that we get for everlasting, a a meaning of it is the vanishing point. Mm -hmm. So the idea is that God of Israel is Jehovah from the point which is beyond human knowledge to the future which is equally so beyond our human knowledge. Yeah, that we can't possibly understand. And I like how David sings this with blessing with praise and affection and adoration towards the Lord. One of the commentaries, I just wrote their quote down because I thought it was good. It said that this psalm teaches us that a believing hope of our preservation through grace to glory is enough to fill our hearts and our mouths with everlasting praise, even in our greatest straits. So I don't know where you find yourself today. I don't know what you're going through. I don't know where you are with God. Do you have a believing hope? Do you believe 
that God will preserve and keep you? Are you filled with joy, with praise? What an amazing blessing it is to be filled with joy and hope. That no matter what is going on in your life, you know that God will preserve you now and until eternity. And that is our prayer for you. That you will put your hope in him. And that you will praise him joyfully with affection and adoration. Because he preserves you. Thanks for joining us in our conversation today. If you've enjoyed the podcast, you can always subscribe. Leave a like or a comment on our social streams or even tell others about us. We appreciate any help in getting connected to people who are interested. As always, you can find us online at discipleship.ca and on Facebook and Instagram. Have a great day. Hope you can join us next time. Until next time.